0: Oh, I love when the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors joins me for a new episode of Locked On Warriors, and especially when we're live, we're addressing questions and comments. If you want to join the party, do so. And if you're watching the recorded version, we're going to break down everything that's going on with the Warriors. Bob Myers uh, spoke to the media, and and I'm going to play a couple sound clips from that. But otherwise, this is Kevin Dana's world, and we're all just living in it this is Locked On Warriors.
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors, your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on NBA. You can follow Kevin Dana, the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, sometimes the Golden State Warriors, sometimes the Clippers. You're a man on a mission. That is to tell the truth when it comes to basketball. Clip city. What's going Flip on what?
1: Clip City, Chip City.
0: <laughs> follow Kevin Deanna on Twitter at kevo 408 You can follow me, Cyrus Santes, on Twitter at dogsurfrocho. Kevin, uh Kylin Mills and I did a long two-part episode yesterday, kind of breaking down in our opinion what's going right and mostly wrong with the Golden State Warriors, uh, coming off that Monday performance where they barely beat the Kings. Look, Stephen Curry is a god when it comes to basketball. There's no doubt about that. All-time legend. I, you know, if he wins the fifth title this year or at any point in his career, I, I think he's going on Mount Rushmore, man, in terms of all-time greatness. He's going to elevate to that true top tier of all-time greats. But the rest of the team has a buttload of question marks. What was your first reaction to that game Monday, and what do you think is going right and wrong with the Golden State Warriors?
1: Yeah, My, my first reaction is... And I'm, I'm going to borrow a poker term here since I'm a degenerate gambler. But, like, when you're breaking a losing streak, it's always a sweat, right? You remember back to last year when the Warriors weren't playing well. I can't remember how many in a row they had lost, but they had the Houston Rockets come to town. And it took a Steph Curry buzzer beater to beat the Houston Rockets. And that was kind of the first thing that, like, popped into my mind. And the Kings are much better than that Rockets team, by the way. Uh, Kings have been screwed a couple of times recently, and we could get into that, Yeah, um, including a, a, against Golden State on Monday. But the, the first thing I thought of, it's never easy when you're trying to break a losing, sk- losing streak. I think Bob Myers uh, said that in a recent interview, whether it was with uh, 95.7 or, or Tim Cowell, Comey, The Athletic, I can't remember the exact source, but he basically said the same thing. And that was what I was thinking. It's like, you know it's not going to be easy. Even though you think you should be better than the Sacramento Kings, the way you've been playing right now, It hasn't exactly been the case. So uh, that stuck out to me. The other thing that stuck out to me is that, look, I know we've all seen Stephen Curry do this a million times, and that, yeah, the headline is the Warriors are still struggling. It, but it, I almost felt like his performance got like glossed over a little bit Right, like just because we've seen this a million times, it's like, oh, Steph had to bail out the Sacramento King, uh, bail out the Warriors against the Sacramento Kings, which, yes, he did, but like still 47 8 and 8 with no turnovers. Monty Pool pointed this out in an article that's never been done before in NBA history. So, like, I think at some level, yes, the Warriors have a litany of questions, but we do have to stop and marvel that Steph Curry. And, I mean, the efficiency, what was he, 17 of 24 from the field and, like, just absolutely took over down the stretch? Like, my word. And then, yes, what were the the next thing that that stood out to me? Yeah. How many times have we seen it this year? The the Warriors starters, the best five-man or one of the best five-man starting lineups in the NBA, five-man lineups, period. They get out to a double-digit lead in the first quarter. And then, you know, three, four minutes to go and make some subs. And then by the end of the first quarter, they're trailing. Like, like, I feel like we've seen this countless times this year. And, you know, it's 11 games into the season. And they're con- they're going to continue to tinker with the rotation. And obviously, they haven't found the right rotation yet. They haven't found the right minutes for, for the players not named Steph, Draymond, Clay, uh, Looney, and Wiggins. And... And That's a, a work in progress. There's no other way around it,
0: absolutely, man. And I'm with you on one hand. I, it does th- that Stephen Curry performance was one for the ages, dude. It, it's Monty Pool was right that the zero turnovers to go with that amount of points, rebounds, and assists never attained. Um, the 17 of 24, you're right. I think he went seven for 12 from beyond the arc as yeah, well. Right. Um, yeah, his true shooting was just outrageous. Uh, Look, I I, I I broke down a lot of stuff in yesterday's show. Uh I, I don't want to like beat a dead horse. I'll, I'll just but I did I've done a lot of thinking, all right? I think maybe too much about the Warriors, but look, it's it's literally my job. It's one of my jobs and um I wouldn't be doing this effectively if I didn't, you know, obsess over this team and what they do. The Warriors, we've talked about this, right? They traded they what they essentially did this offseason is they traded Gary Payton II. They traded Otto Porter Jr and they traded Nemanja B. and What they got back in return is Dante DiVincenzo, someone who we knew going in is injury-prone. He's already missed, uh, I think, what,
1: six six games uh, six since the games, injury? Right. Uh, You're 2-1 with him. I think he's played three games, I want to <laughs> say. Yeah, so sounds right. And then um,
0: Jermichael Green, who is pretty much playing himself, has played himself out of the rotation. I'm sure we'll see him again, but um, – Fairly, fairly a disappointment, right? Um, so far, and then, and then that was it. And then, and then you had the three youngsters in Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, and, and that's who they were, I, I would assume, is who they were counting on to step it up because, um, you didn't really add anyone else, right? So, your roster is if you're not going to play these three, your roster is really thin, and so that was your trade. And, and I guess Wiseman didn't play a minute last year, you got him back. So far, that's all looking like a good trade. Because on yesterday's show, I was breaking down the minutes from a lot of games last year. And what was a fairly uh, uh, consistent pattern is that Bielitza was getting 15 to 20 a night. Gary Payne II was getting 20 to 25 a night. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. was getting 15 to 20 a night. And then we even had Andre Iguodala playing important minutes, right? Before he had the injury in the second half of the season, at least in the, in the early part, he was playing a lot. So this is a very different team. This is a night and day team from last year. Starting five the same, but the moment you go to the bench, a lot of important pieces are not there or they're just not the same. I mean, Iguodala, who knows what we're going to get from him this year. Um, with this new team that they have, and again, Dante DiVincenzo is playing Friday. We know that for certain now, which is awesome. Do you think this is a world championship contending team? I know it's early to ask this, but does this repeat? What are your thoughts? What do you think, man?
1: Well, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's tough to say a team's going to win a title or not. But, like, as long as they have Stephen Curry and, like, a supporting cast that I think will gel and get better, and Kevon Looney and, and Andrew Wiggins have largely been really good this year, and, and Draymond Green has stepped it up offensively this year. Um, I still think they have a chance. Like, no doubt about it. Like, yeah. in, in my mind, I still think they have a chance. Whether they're going to do it or not, we'll see but I'm not going to write them off after a bad 11 game stretch. They had a bad 20 game stretch last year. They're 6 and 14. The sky was falling. They ended up winning the title. So, I'm not there yet to say this season is over and that or that they can't compete for an NBA title this year. I definitely think they can compete for a title. And I will say I think everyone said on paper going into this year that like the top 11 for Golden State this is like one of the deepest teams in the league. It hasn't played out that way. The, the bench has not performed up to snuff. There's no doubt about that. But like on paper, when we looked at this team and it wasn't just me, I, I know a lot of people were saying, look how deep this team is. And, I was and saying so, you. Yeah. you know, it, it the, the, the difference is, is that the depth they have this year is youth. And, and it's like, you know, beyond what, You know, GP2 and B elites and Porter brought them, which is definitely being missed. Like, the Warriors fans gave Damian Lee a lot of grief last year, which I thought was unwarranted. Like, he was a steadying presence. And so was Juan Toscano Anderson. Those guys, all right, maybe they're not going to be big in your NBA playoff, like in your playoff rotation, but night in, night out, an 82 game grind, like, you need guys like that. And, yeah, they got better deals elsewhere. And, and so, look, you, get, you you win a championship, you're going to lose players because they're going to get deals at other places. And, and so you, you salute those guys for getting those deals. And Damian Lee's already hit a game winner this year, which, by the way, he did two or three times with Golden State. Like, people forget yeah. he was pretty clutch for Golden State in certain regular season games. And then Juan just like kind of an all-defense kind of guy. Um, and the hustle and energy, the bench energy that he brings, and the bench energy that Damian Lee brings, like uh, the I think that's being missed too. And, and look, these are it's a largely young group, and even Dante DiVincenzo, who's considered a vet, see, like 25 years old, yeah, so yeah. like he's still like a really, I mean, not a young pup, but he's he's not he's not a vet in the game either necessarily, so uh yeah it's it's a much younger team and it's gonna take a a much younger team more time to gel for sure
0: yeah and uh Matt Brotherton you're very welcome yeah my obsession with the Warriors may not be healthy but uh hopefully it translates to a decent product here um yeah and and look I mean that you mentioned that slump that they were in last year that was when they didn't have Draymond Green uh you know they don't they don't have health issues now um I think it's I, I, look when we come back, I'm gonna play a couple sound bites from uh, Bob Myers because uh, they were awesome. He was on the the flagship station of the Golden State Warriors 957 the game, which you're gonna be on tonight at 6 pm as you are most Wednesdays. I know the time can fluctuate, but typically it's Wednesday at 6 pm. Pacific time um, that you're on there with Gary St. Jean. And uh, Bob Myers was on one of their shows and I crabbed a couple of great sound bites that I love for us to break down. First, got to give some love to LinkedIn. When I got this uh, overlay, I got to bust out of here for the, for the ad read. Where are you, LinkedIn? There you are. And more specifically, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people. For your team faster and for free linkedin jobs again they help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to you faster and folks make sure you have that linkedin app downloaded if you're looking for work because that is easily the place to go to find it and if you're an employer again linkedin jobs that's linkedin.com locked on nba if you want to post your job for free terms and conditions apply again linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily
1: Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen today. For your second listen after us, check out Locked On Sports today from the Games That Matter, The most to the biggest sports, uh, sorry, the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Kevin Dana, the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, who I do want to ask about uh, soon here uh, on Twitter at Kevo408. Here's uh, one of the two sound bites uh, that I wanted to play. The first, actually, the, the first. touches more so on um you know what actually i can't remember now the subject matter of these two i know one of the sound bites was him talking about kaminga and wiseman not playing uh the other one was about the bench uh well let's just hear what this one has to say and we'll find out
2: the um the vets help out the young guys a lot i don't walk around our building and see vets rolling their eyes and pulling me aside and saying yeah i can't believe you're playing these guys i really don't see that um Sure, they get frustrated with with the young guys, just as vets get frustrated with any young guys on any team. I'm, I'm sure people were frustrated with our young guys they are now the vets at one point or another. But I, I do think they see them working. I asked Andre a week ago who's been working a lot with a, with a Kaminga. I said, "You got to tell me. Um, I know he's not playing, but but how is he acting with you? Because I thought that would have value for me because Andre doesn't pull punches." And he said, "Um, the kid's been great." So I worry more about pool. I'm in my office down. I can look out on the practice court, and the pool pool came. We were closed today, and pool came in, and so I see some things that gives me more uh, confidence and optimism. The listeners and fans don't see. Uh, doesn't mean it always ends up being a good thing, but but I I have belief in these guys, Matt. But certainly. Yeah, there's times in the game where the young guys aren't performing, and the, the vets get frustrated, but not to the degree where it has tipped over any edge at this point.
0: All right, so Myers is basically saying that there is no divide, contrary to what people may believe. Uh, they're seeing on the on during the games, and what they may be reading that the the veterans and the youngsters are united. Andre Iguodala loves what he's seeing from Kaminga. Um, I don't I don't understand why Kaminga and Wiseman are not playing. That remains the one point of contention I have. Uh, your thoughts on Myers' comments right there, and the and the overall divide between the the veterans and the youngsters.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he kind of made it sound like there was no divide between the veterans and the youngsters. From yeah. you know, I took from that. Yeah, um, I mean, I I don't expect Bob to really say anything different. Not that like not that he's lying. Like I I think he's like you know telling the truth as he sees it. I also yeah, I mean, like. I, yeah, I, I guess like he's not going, he's not going to say the world is on fire, I guess is what, uh, what I was going to say. He's yeah. a very kind of, he, he's not a, a hot take reactionary kind of GM, right? He, he's, he's more than <laughs> yeah. willing to, to let things play out. And, and again, we're, you know, 12, 13% of the way through the season. And, and uh, yeah, I mean I thought it was encouraging to hear that Iggy has been giving, you know, a, a thumbs up to Bob about Jonathan Kaminga. I, I definitely like to hear that. I never have a question with Jordan Poole's work, I think. This has been long kind of detailed within the w- within the, the program, the franchise. This isn't called franchise, yeah. not programs. <laughs> um but like, you know, going back to like the pandemic, the the year between nineteen twenty in 2021 like it was jordan pool who was in there more than anyone like and then you know you saw the fruits of his labor pay off towards the back half of his second season he was also you know much better the you know last 15 20 games of his rookie season as well um so yeah i mean he's just in a little bit of a funk and if he could kind of spark the second unit a little bit more uh that that would certainly help
0: yeah, Myers kept saying in that interview that he felt like the team was—he uh, used the word "tight" a lot—and that makes sense. You could see it; they're—they're—they're they're, they're very tight. Um, this second clip uh, I found more interesting because uh, he touched on the topic of possibly sending Kaminga and Wiseman um, down to Santa Cruz, uh, where you're calling games, and—and um, and I thought this was interesting. Here's Myers talking about uh, Kaminga and Wiseman and the possibility of playing down to Santa Cruz.
2: It's always an option. I know that. In some minds, people's minds, that's a huge um, thing to do. I guess I don't view it the same. If, if they go down there and do a couple games and come back or more, it's 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 becoming more commonplace. They just need to play. Uh, both of them need to play. If they're not getting the appropriate minutes with the NBA, that, that discussion will come up. If it makes sense, we'll talk to and we'll talk to Steve, we'll talk to the coaching staff and Kenny and, and find out, if they think that's the best course, they're the ones working with these guys every day. Uh, I do know on a simple level, uh, if you're young and you're not playing, uh, it's hard to get better. You'd like to play NBA minutes, but that's not the situation. Our team is, a, for whatever reason, our margin for error is, is slim right now to win games. And that's why I think you see this thing Steve's doing is trying to just manufacture wins and... Um, He's probably going to keep doing that to some level, I suppose. But but it seems pretty fluid. Everything's kind of moving and trying to settle. I think over the next, hopefully, couple weeks, we'll have a better answer. But if the if, if G League happens, fine. And If it doesn't, that's okay, too.
0: Yeah, he, he doesn't seem sold on the idea of Kaminga and Wiseman uh, going down to the G League. He, uh, that's not exactly like the the sound of a GM who's excited to get to have his two players get extensive minutes down there. He also said something that seems very obvious, yet for some reason we're not seeing, which is that these guys need to play. Uh, your thoughts on those comments?
1: So I'm going to take a kind of a roundabout route to this. Okay. Because I think the biggest disservice that the Cleveland Cavaliers did Anthony Bennett is not assign him to the Canton Charge. Like mm. back, this was what, nine years ago now when he was the number one pick. Like, he was visibly struggling in the NBA. And they should have just sent him to Canton to get his confidence up. Because Anthony Bennett might be remembered for being a bust. But, damn it, that dude was a killer in Summer League. Hmm. He was good in the G League. And, obviously, you're expecting more from a number one pick. I'm not saying this guy would have been an all-star. But I am saying that he is a very serviceable professional basketball player. It's not his fault that the Cavs, like, took him number one overall. But I think they should have invested in him a little bit differently. I say that to say this. Like, if Golden State decides that they need to assign these guys, like, it's far from, like, the end of the rope for these guys. Totally. So, like, I I mean, you're talking to – you know, the biggest G League apologist on the planet is I don't see it as a demotion. Uh, And I think the rest of the league is coming around to that. Like if Anthony Bennett was drafted number one overall in 2021, like I think they would have assigned him. But there was like too much of a stigma back then. It was the D League. It wasn't the AB or the C League. It was the D League. It was on the grading scale. There was a there was a quote that Vander Blue that year gave to Myron Metcalf of ESPN saying the D stands for depression. Like it was, it was a different league back then. It was one of my favorite quotes Uh back in the, I, I was kind of mad back then when I heard, heard that quote, but you know, now kind of removed from it. I, I laugh when I hear it. Uh-huh. Um, it, it. It's a different world in the G league. There's a ton of talent. Like the, the game that I broadcast earlier today featured Six guys on NBA contracts right now uh, between the two teams, and, and Santa Cruz didn't even have their two-way guys in, in Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb. So, like, it's not NBA, NBA talent. You're not going to play Giannis on a but you'll play Costas on a Dacumpo, and Costas is a pretty good player. He's won an <laughs> NBA championship. <laughs> so yeah i mean if that is again i'm not saying they should come down or not like obviously i want them down in santa because i want to call jonathan Kaminga and james wiseman games i want to see them at kaiser permanente arena that's selfish like from a like what they should do i don't know what's best for them organizationally but i i do know that it wouldn't to me it's not a demotion it's just another next step in their development 100 agree I, I i'm absolutely with you i i
0: I was worried at the beginning of the year if if uh sending them down to Santa Cruz would affect with them their their psyches in terms of it being maybe a blow to their egos, that you know, Wiseman, a former number two pick going down to the G League, Kaminga, who was who started three playoff games last year, is now, you know, might view it as a demotion going to the G League. But at this point, they need reps. And I'm I'm with you. I if if that's a call, great. I just want to see these kids play it is driving me insane that they just get these dnps or that they get you know nine first half minutes and you don't see him again you know it's it's that's that stuff's just wearing thin on me Uh, i see a lot of people in the chat um i'm gonna address all that and so much more because i also want to get your perspective kevin on uh how the santa cruz warriors are doing i mean they've played some games now the season's underway uh i'm curious to know if there's if there's anyone on the roster there now who you think could kind of be set up and help this team because the Warriors bench it's a concern it's a very serious concern. I want to pick your brain on that. First, I uh, got to give some love to a long-time sponsor of this program and that's Bet Online. Kevin, I'm going to ask you this, man cuz I know you don't bet on games, but you, yeah. you follow this sport as closely as anyone and I can't remember the last time the Warriors were a home underdog. Uh at least when they had a fully healthy roster. Maybe 2020, 2021 they had a few games there, but uh you, when they're fully healthy, I I don't know. I It might be 2013, 2014. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll try to do some research on that. The line is not out yet for Friday's game against the Cavaliers. Do you think the Warriors are going to be underdogs in that game?
1: I think they'll be dogs. Oof. Yeah. Oof. My, I mean, just Cleveland's like gotten off to a roaring start this year. Yes, um, you have. So, yeah. Well, you can get all
0: that action by going to betonline.net and of course their main website if you want to actually place the bets but betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information stats news and analysis that line should be available uh tomorrow you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there uh from football the basketball the soccer and esports yes you can even bet on the g league folks we've got it all at betonline.net if you love sports podcasts you can find them there as well. Bet online; they're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online; it's where the game starts. You are locked on Warriors, your
1: daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making locked on warriors your first listen every day we're free and available wherever you get podcasts follow kevin dana on twitter at kevo 408 let me take that graphic down um, and by the way this rick berry shirt that i'm wearing right now the holidays are around the corner if you go to the link at the top of my twitter account ad uh, docs or frocho rick berry and i have a, a limited supply of apparel um including this shirt it has a 24 berry on the back you're looking for a gift idea for a member of your family or a friend and they love the Warriors check that out and thank me later uh how are the G League Warriors doing they played this morning and I'll get to the chat in just a second but I first want to get your your thoughts on how you think the team's doing so far and is there anyone on that roster that you can see coming up and playing for the Warriors sometime soon
1: So uh, they're off to a one and two start. They face some really good teams. Like they played the Ontario Clippers. I, I was happy they got a split with one on Friday, lost on Saturday, could have won both of those games, could have lost both of those games. So one and one was pretty just. And then they ran into a buzzsaw today with the Oklahoma City Blue. Uh, They have Jalen Williams, the J-A-Y-L-I-N Arkansas Williams, not the J-A-L-E-N Williams who played Uh at Santa Clara. Uh, (laughs) And they had Usman Jang, the number uh, number 11 overall pick. They were both on assignment. They had both their two ways. And Eugene Omorui just destroyed Santa Cruz today. But I I see a question from David, and I I bring this – Or wait, no, excuse me, Rich – that Rich says it's it's the top one. I want to see Rollins, Santos, and PBJ turn into a big three. Today was the first time all three players played together in a sanctioned game. Um, because Rollins miss uh, Rollins and PBJ missed summer league. Santos didn't go to training camp uh, because he's on a G League contract because um, they're they're holding his draft rights. And, and so this was the first time today. Santos has looked pretty. He's gotten a little bit better with each game. Patrick Baldwin Jr. Had a, had a slow first half, but really kind of came on late, showed off that sweet stroke. And Rollins w- was aggressive, didn't play the second half. I don't know why. Uh, but he had like nine points and three assists in the first half, not super efficient three of 11, but had a couple of moves. You're like, all right, yeah, yeah, this is an NBA player. Um, so that that was kind of the, like the most intriguing thing about today is that all three draft picks played their first game together. But uh, all right. so, so to answer your question,
0: yeah, um, and I heard I mean, Rollins got an injury. That's what I, I I read that somewhere. I don't know if that's true. Okay. Or not, but... Yeah,
1: I mean we couldn't tell. Okay. uh, We just he was sitting behind the bench in the second half. I didn't see him get hurt, but you know maybe it was uh, some tweak that he had. We're watching. We're calling these games off a of monitor, so we're not there. And I got like we have like zero context for what's going on besides like seeing the actual players on the court. Um, but um, what did I want to say? Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Pat Spencer is someone yes. who could get called up. like he I like is him really intriguing. like I mean his backstory being the number one pick in the lacrosse draft and deciding to play college basketball instead. then he turned that into it uh, to a, I think he was in Germany his first professional year, then uh, got on with the Capital City GoGo the Wizards G League affiliate last year and was in contention for a two-way spot this year. I think he's a guy who has call-up potential for sure. He's really fast. He's explosive. Um, and he can finish around the basket pretty well. He gets after. He's a fiery, fiery dude. I like Pat Spencer a, a lot. I think Same. he's got a chance. A, a guy who'd be interesting to see. Just I, I think Golden State fans would like him. Uh, and I'm not saying that he's... You know, going to be called up. But Travion Williams, who was in training camp, I mean, this guy pulled down 34 rebounds in his first two games this year, and wow. he's just like a, a wizard with the basketball. One of the, he's, I mean, he's turned it over a ton, but like beyond the turnovers, like he makes some really nice passes. He, he's got some sauce to his game. Um, there's something about a passing big. So, and then david david Tapia asked this question which i was about to ask that if the warriors were
0: going to play pat spencer uh or any of these players uh would they have to take away the two-way deal from ty jerome or anthony lamb or can they just be called up and fill
1: that 15th spot like well, how did that would that work yeah it depends on the roster spot right like do they want them on a two-way you can't have three two-way contracts so right. then you'd have to take one of those guys off on a two-way but i mean you could keep all three like a called up player and, and then the two, two ways, but then like, then, you know, that hurts against the luxury tax and all that. Like they're trying to save a little money with keeping that 15th roster spot open at, at some point. Um, yeah. I think maybe that becomes a little more doable. You're you just later on in the season. I, I think if I've, if I've read correctly, um so like they don't necessarily need to waive one of the two-way contractees which by the way like it's like pretty good value they're getting out of their two ways the the rotation minutes that they're getting from both ty jerome and anthony lamb like it, it's i mean you, you see it on certain rosters where yeah they like teams like like i mean a, a duncan robinson was on a two-way contract um but like and you know there are other examples but like you know Getting rotation minutes from both two ways is, is not something you see all the time.
0: Um, I, David Tapia also asked this question, which is uh, I agree with. I, look, this this is one thing. Let me, let me know if you agree or disagree with this assessment I have with the Warriors. Routinely, when I see them play this year, uh, and I didn't feel this as much last year, I feel like they're often the smaller, less athletic team. Certainly the smaller team um and if Wiseman for for the sake of argument gets a G League assignment and he's down there in Santa Cruz uh yeah is Jermichael I think Jermichael Green's like the only other big on your roster right I mean is that I do think that David I do think he could play the, the stretch five I have I've said that before but um is that what happens here I mean what are your what are your thoughts on that Kevin
1: yeah I mean I would imagine so you'd like Jermichael to make a few more threes but uh, I think he's rebounded really well for when he's been out there. So, I mean, just like the three wasn't there for him in Denver last year, but traditionally he's been a mid-30s, three-pointer. If he can get back to the mid-30s, like, he, you know, he's hung around 36%, 37%. Like, I, I think he could be a serious weapon for this team. I, I, I was a huge wow. fan of the Green's Green uh, signing. I, I'm still a big fan of, of Jermichael Green. Um, so yeah, the, the shooting hasn't been there, but yeah, if, if Wiseman gets assigned, I mean, you could see some, you know, Kaminga small ball five, uh, potentially like Anthony lamb in a pinch, maybe could give you I'm mean, I'm not sure if like you'd want extended minutes for Anthony lamb at the five, but, um, yeah, I mean, they have played small before. I mean, they didn't play more yeah. than Kevon Looney last year for serious rotation minutes. Uh, right I guess Nemanja Biitza might be a little bit taller than Caban Looney, but like so yeah, I mean, it worked out just fine. then obviously this is a different team, but yeah.
0: let me let me ask you this. This is what I've I was my argument on yesterday's show for what the Warriors, I feel need to do is this. Um, and I'm gonna play I'm gonna pull up this uh, this chat right here from uh, Henry T saying, play Wiseman with the starters and let Looney help the second team. I think you need to go a step further than that. I think the I think if the Warriors are going to integrate their youngsters and develop them in time uh, for them to have a meaningful impact in the postseason, and Bob Myers alluded to that uh, in that same interview. I didn't play that soundbite, but he said he sees of the three youngsters in Kamingo, Wiseman, and Moody that he thinks realistically you can get one and a half out of the three players contributing to, and it's weird he said one and a half, but that's what he said, that one and a half of the three players could contribute meaningful minutes in the playoffs. I think the only way this is going to work is if you, and I I hate to to suggest this because I love Klay Thompson, I do think he's going to come back to form and that's going to fix a lot of their problems as well because he's playing alpha right now, but the lack of conditioning and just the lack of reps and getting in a routine is, is clearly a huge part of that. But I think you have to, uh, uh put both clay and looney on the bench and you have a starting five that has steph moody wiggins dre and wiseman and then your and then your 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 second unit would then be jordan Poole as your point guard and and this is one thing i said yesterday that i really don't want to see anymore which is i don't want jordan Poole and Ty Jerome playing together anymore i think that's a, that's a recipe that just does not work you're, you're losing too much defense in your backcourt Jordan Poole is not big enough to to really handle the the two guard position himself, just my opinion on it. And I just see Jordan Poole as, much, as a much more effective one. He's a phenomenal ball handler, and he, and he's developing his game in terms of making those around him better. We've seen that pick and roll with him and Wiseman. Anyways, uh, so I think your second unit needs to be Poole, uh, Clay. Um, This is where you, you bring Wiseman. I'm sorry, not Wiseman. Uh, 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 Kaminga in. Um, this is where Looney will come in with the second unit and you're mixing veterans. And I'm forgetting a name in terms of, of a player, whether it's Jermichael green, whether it's Steven Chenzo, uh, whoever you decide on for that fifth one. And that to me is the recipe for this team finding success because you're integrating the the, the <laughs> young players with the veterans, but you're also having the veterans out there to help them out. Right. If, if they struggle um, you can't have this current model where, you have this starting five that that does all the work for you. and then the moment you go to the bench, they're just giving up ever all the work that you've've you've, you've, you've accomplished to, to build the lead. They're just squandering everything. So I do think you might have to consider bringing Clay and Looney off the bench or do some sort of iteration like that um your thoughts on that and whether or not my idea is crazy or if there's actually some validity
1: to it <laughs> my thoughts is I'm having a coughing fit right yeah, now. yeah I can tell them you're right uh, buddy. <laughs> I tested negative yesterday I promise um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh I mean I'm not ready to make that move personally okay um I I mean the starting lineup is really good yes you need more firepower off your bench ideally that firepower comes in the form of of your young guys um that's just me yeah
0: (laughs) but the young guys aren't playing that's that's the whole problem Kirk clearly doesn't trust them he clearly has a huge issue with them you know and 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 I I heard that in the Myers cut in that clip that Bob Myers does not necessarily agree with with what's going on right now look I maybe I'm reading too much into it but Myers did allude to the fact that they have to play and he didn't see, sound super excited about their playing time coming in the form of G League minutes. So if you're going to play them, it's not working to have those three out there together on the court with Jordan Poole and, and whoever your fifth guy is. Maybe Iguodala is the salve for all this if there's still uh, some gas on that tank. But, um, you know, I, that's – I don't know. I, I, this bench is not working. That's I think that's obvious. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you think? You think, you think it's too soon? Because if you keep doing the same thing you're doing now – aren't they just going to continue struggling? Like, like, do you really think if they just keep doing this same routine right now of giving Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb Lamb minutes and going with the same starting five, don't you just see the same thing happening over and over? Just losing, just having the league's worst defense. I, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Well, I would just say like, if Steve Kerr, like if, you know, like you, so you say Steve Kerr doesn't necessarily trust the young guys so much. Right. So like, if he doesn't have the trust, if he doesn't feel comfortable playing them big minutes, why would he feel comfortable starting them? Because he, because this
0: is the part that confuses me. He he trusted them last year enough to play him. not Wiseman, but certainly Kaminga and Moody. He started both of them in the playoffs. I'm still trying to wrap my head around, and I'm going to go to the arena at some point and try to ask him these questions. But uh, I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that he trusted them last year. And he doesn't trust him now. I don't know what happened this offseason. I don't know what's been happening in practice that has made Kerr suddenly afraid to play them. I mean, Kaminga started three games in that Grizzly series. I think Moody started a game or two, what, in that Maverick series, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what happened between then and now where trust has eroded, but it clearly has. And I just, you know, if you're not going to play the youngsters, you're just going to keep getting this, this product I mean, we're getting I, now you know
1: I definitely think Moody and Kaminga are going to play more as the season goes hope on. so I mean Steve Kerr said like he, he's he been playing the two-way guys over them because they have a little more experience than Moody and Kaminga they're like four or five years older than those guys so that that's the reason that that Steve Kerr said that he's playing those guys right now to try to get them out of a rut uh but I mean I definitely think at some point like a, Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb can only play 50 games because they're on two-way contracts. So eventually, like, Thank Kameen God. and Moody are going to be featured more.
0: Good. Good.
1: <laughs> I don't want
0: more than 50 games. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly done with those guys. No offense. I hate that I sound like a hater on Ty Jerome. has been
1: pretty good for Golden State. Like, all right, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't great in the last game, but, like, he was one of, like, the few positives on that road trip. But they lost. They were zero five on that road it trip. It wasn't his
0: fault. It, but whose fault was it then? If it wasn't his fault, well, it wasn't
1: Ty Jerome's fault. He was like <laughs> arguably, you know, one of the five best players on that road trip in <laughs> Golden State. <laughs> oh man, it's, people can catch
0: you in just over an hour uh, on. <laughs> I just, I just want to know whose fault it is. If it's not Ty Jerome's fault, because he's the new piece to this. They were doing fine last year. They started eighteen and two last season, and then Ty and Jerome then t-
1: came to town, and it's on gone. It really no, yeah. <laughs> free Ty Jerome. It's all Ty Jerome's
0: free Ty Jerome. No, no, I know. I, I feel I sound like a hater, man. I'm not blaming him. I just, I just, I don't want. I just would. I think there are better players on this roster. That's all. I, it, it, that's it. Um. But, yeah, again, tune into the game in about a little over an hour. We're wrapping this up at 4.50 p.m. Uh, on a Wednesday. It's November 9th. Uh, I hope everyone voted out there, by the way. Um, yeah, so 6 p.m. Pacific time. You and Gary St. Jean, former GM for the Golden State Warriors, former coach of for the Warriors, too, I believe, right? Um, what are
1: you guys going to talk about tonight? What's on the docket? Let's see. Let me take a look at my outline, and I'll let you know. <laughs> um Talk about Steph Curry's performance issues to correct. Got to give Wiggins his prop for the double double. Uh, he played great, man. He yeah, played he played
0: great. Yes. Um,
1: we're gonna talk controversial finish to the game. Look like Clay fouled Herder. We're gonna take a look at some of the bench guys. We'll talk Pool, Camenga, Wiseman, two ways. Dante coming back. We'll take a look ahead to Cleveland and Sacramento, and we'll give you an update on the Santa Cruz Warriors. And we're taking your calls all hour long at 888 eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy.
0: See, Kevin, Trey Underwood agrees with me. He 100% agrees with me there that the go. starting lineup should be Steph, Moody, Wiggins, Draymond, and Wise. See, man, if Trey Underwood says it, I, I'm right, Kevin. There you go. Don't you, you understand can't be that? Wrong.
1: If Trey Underwood <laughs> says you're right, you can't be wrong.
0: Um, and you and I have beaten this, too. Uh, speaking of beating a dead horse, uh, David Tapia talks about Quindary Weatherspoon. We've talked about him plenty, man. Oh. He is missed. Has anyone signed him yet? Is he still just out there hanging out? He,
1: he's he's chilling as far as I oh. know that's a um, by the way, I was laughing because I see Jacob Wright switch pool to a two-way contract. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, he, he, he's joking. He's joking. Um, but, yeah. that, that Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, man. Have a great show. I Thank always you. love when you come on. <laughs> um, anything
1: else you want to promote before we go? <laughs> no. Uh, Warriors, Oklahoma City Blue, 5 p.m. tomorrow, NBC Sports Bay Area watch it it. love it i will watch that man
0: love you brother thank you as always thank you everyone